Meanwhile, in 1919, Destiny and Mr. Sinister share a park bench and some secrets. Well, of course a war is coming. This peace won't last, and we must choose our sides, Irene. And if you want my advice, if we're to choose sides, why choose anything other than the winning side? Ethics? But I'm not here to discuss philosophy with a sophist like you. I came here to tell you something. It will change everything. I know you're an evil man, but I fear that our fates are joined together. And whether we end up the winning one or not, I think we need to be on the same side. So listen. Ooh, a juicy secret, yes. In 100 years, Donald Trump will become president. I... I don't know who that is. He's probably not even born yet. Is he a Of course. No, sorry. That... meaningless. Here's the secret. Uh, In 100 years, gays will be able to marry. Ew, why why are you telling me that? I'm not gay. I've never sucked Mm. a dick in my life. Of course. Alright, fine. He's the real secret. In roughly 100 years, There will have been 12 movies made about the X-Men. And you won't be in a single one. No! Oh, no! Welcome to episode 217 of Comic Book Wars Legacy. I'm Brett, and this is... Evil Jeff. Great. Hi. Hi, Evil. How are you? I'm... I'm okay. <laughs> just okay? Yeah, I'm just okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm just a little stressed at work, and I've been you so busy, I haven't yep. been able to see a movie that I really want to see. So. And you're talking, of course, about... Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I've not seen it yet either, but I hear it teaches Marvel a thing or two about how to handle a multiverse. I know. I can't wait to see it. Not that Marvel's getting it wrong, but I just think Michelle Yeoh, who I think wrote, directed, and stars in the film, is just getting it so, so right. She wrote it? No, that's not true. Okay. I was like, I don't think she wrote it. You know who plays her husband in it, though? Uh, you mean short round? Yes. Yeah. Isn't Data? that crazy? Where yeah, so from great. the Goonies and Indiana Jones, and he hasn't been able to like make a movie forever because of you know racism, and then yeah. he decided to make a comeback. And I'm like, I love, love it. it, love it, love it, love it. Um. So yeah, next week we'll review that. This week we are going to review a certain MCU show, mm-hmm. Moon Knight. We'll have that later. Um. That's not the only big thing that came out. Um, yeah. Evil Jeff, I've got a hot topic. Oh, okay. What are you going to get? Ooh. Hot topics. Hot topics. It's comic book related. The hot topic is I've joined Marvel Unlimited finally. Okay. Are you a member? What Do you mean just by reading it or you have to actually join? Like you, it's, is this you have to join. Membership? Like, it's a subscription. Yeah. Well, what does it do? It's yet another content platform. It sucks your dick. It's another content platform that I subscribe to monthly. It 
gives you unlimited access to unlimited amounts of comic books. Uh, nothing but are really they, but, okay, new okay. per se. Oh, but is it still the one? Oh, it's the one, but it's like six months. Mm-hmm, like they don't mm-hmm. show you the new stuff until six months later. Right. See, that's the thing is I had it because I was like, oh, I want to reread all of the Uncanny X-Men. I want to reread all of these. And then I kind of read them all. And then it was like, well, I can't. Now I'm just, okay. I just want to read new things. So I think once I want to like re-up and go back and dive into the past, I'll rejoin again. The thing that got me into it is X-Men Unlimited, which early on is written by Hickman. So just the fact that there was Hickman penned X-Men stories out there that I haven't read yet, that's why I joined. Jokes on me, those stories, specifically the Hickman stories that started off the Marvel Unlimited Infinity comic are now being printed. Like they're coming out on shelves. Well, that's what I was going to say because I, I read I read it. So I was like, what are you talking about? Did you read the X-Men Unlimited? Um, yeah. What's it called? Yeah. The, L- Latitude? Yeah. The Wolverine? Yeah. <gasps> oh, we can talk about that in yeah. our next segment. Okay. All right. Cue that music. <laughs> Hit it. I want your ex. Come on. I feel like we're just flying by the seat of our pants. Today. We are. We're. <laughs> We're just moving. What is just going on? Um, let's talk about that one first. Uh, X-Men Unlimited. Yeah. Another Wolverine story. So X-Men story. Unlimited, Latitude, number one. It's a Wolverine story. I would say this. I like it. I think it's interesting. But I will just say this. I would think it would be more interesting if it was not Wolverine. I just feel like it's just he's just so overused. And I know why they're doing it. And you have to have Wolverine, 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 Wolverine. That's what everybody wants. But I I just feel he's just so oversaturated. I just, if someone else, like if Psylocke was on this rescue mission, or you know what I yeah. mean? I just, that would have been, because it's just like, oh, it's Wolverine again. But it's a very good story. I like it. That's admittedly more interesting. Is it like, let's say it was like a like a Conan or, a, you know, a Betsy um, or any of the other Psylocke's out there that, but it is Wolverine. It is a good story. It is very well written. Avi, it's Hickman. Yeah. It is the story of AIM quickly kidnapping three mutants off of the peak and Wolverine deciding not to ring any bells about it. He just goes after them. And murders a lot of humans in the process. Murders a lot of humans in the process, which, you know, excusable. No yep. pit for you. Um, And then the first mutant that he gets, that he rescues... And this is part of the fun is like when you don't know who the three mutants are. So yeah. when he rescues them and they pop out of their chamber, you're like, oh, it's my friend Nightcrawler. Yes. And then I was like, oh, OK, a wolf- Wolverine is boring, but Wolverine Nightcrawler with their special friendship and relationship is always great. When Nightcrawler popped out of the first chamber that Wolverine rescued the first mutant from, I out loud said, yay. And then speaking of popping out of a chamber... Popping out of the second chamber was Chamber. (laughs) (laughs) Which, beautiful touch. Beautiful Um, touch. I happen to know who the third mutant is because I... I was just about to ask that. Well, I also, but Bishop Paul's, I thought it was really funny when he just was like, fuck all of you. And he just breathes fire on everybody. And he's like, who else is here? And he's like, "Uh, Wolverine, you just breathe fire. You just cooked him. (laughs) And he's (laughs) mad. He's like, oh, whoops. Um, Who is Uh, the third one? It looked like someone with a hood. It looked like a woman in a hood. Yes. No, close. Who's another woman that wears a hood? If you go back to Hickman's, if you go back to House of X, she has a hood on in House of X when she appeared. Oh god. When no. she was on when she was on the suicide mission that led to the reveal of the resurrections. Ileana? 
No. Uh, Paige. Oh, Paige Guthrie. Paige husk. Guthrie. Dial H for husk. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? That was an amalgam comic. No. Yeah. Wait, there was one the called amalgam- Dial H for husk. Uh huh. Is that the one where it was like different? Who was she combined with? Dial H for hero. Oh, is that? Oh, so it was Luke Cage and Husk. Mm-hmm. No, it's Dial H for Hero. So what is it's a Dial- DC character. Oh, a DC character, right. Oh, that's the dumb guy where he like answers the phone and turns into a superhero. Yeah, he's got a dial. Yeah. I know. I mixed that up with like Heroes hero. for Hire. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Did. That's stupid. I think that sounds stupid. Oh, I've always thought Dial H for Hero was great. What a great concept. But mixing it with Husk is also equally as dumb. Um, it's well, yeah, the, the issue is like, I think Dial H for Husk, like turned the dial and then ripped his or her skin off and, and then became the hero. I was like, oh, okay. We just added the skin rip element to <laughs> Dial H for Hero and called right. it Dial H for Husk. Fine. Fine. Okay. You should get into Dial H for Hero. I think there was like a really good Vertigo comic a few years ago. Don't tell maybe. me what to do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll read it when you finish reading Saga. How about that? Um, I did download all the latest issues of Saga, and I well the latest I read ones. The you need to read. You need to read all the old ones. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, I know. Like from talking to you and talking to my husband, like I like I know enough. Don't start reading the latest ones without reading the older ones. Oh, God, but there's so many issues. I'm telling you right now, if you just start reading it again, you will just be enveloped and entranced and and engulfed. Saga Volume 1 is just like you. Too many issues. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, but but just like Saga, my issues are fun. Why don't we move on to the real creme de la creme that we the ben de la creme? talk about it. The Ben de la creme of the X-Men, which is... Is she here? Uh, she is. Immortal X-Men! <gasps> Immortal X-Men. Um, back on track, I say. Kieran uh, Gillum. Is that how you say his name? Kieran Gillum. And uh, the art. The art is really great, too. Love the art. Really great. Really great. Um... I wish I knew who the artist was. I don't have it on me, but um, you can do your research, listeners. <laughs> it's uh, Immortal X Men starts off with a bang, like it's long, like it's not like it's long, it's, it's deep, it's, it's dense, it's it's, it, it's it's a bit, it's not like your typical. It's like about ten pages longer than usually the comics usually yeah. are, and um, and a lot of shit happens, and a lot of shit goes down, and I will tell you this. I felt the stakes were lowered with Moira, and I will just say that it just, they raised him back up. They raised him right back up with that destiny. Great replacement for Moira. No, but I'm, I'm talking about the very end. Oh, Which we will get right. to. Yeah, stakes like the literal raised. replacement for Moira. Yeah, uh, Lucas <laughs> yeah. Werneck is the artist. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing your research. Um, It's... It's really fun because I will tell you this. The thing I was always complaining about is I was like, I just want the quiet council. I just want the politicking. I just want the politicking. And they're like, hey, not only are we going to give you the politicking, we're just going to make it. Um, we're going to have Magneto go away. And we're just going to tell it through the eyes of Sinister with uh, Emma Frost being like kind of the other 
Emma Frost and Destiny kind of being the other main leads. So I hear a rumor. I know, right? I hear a rumor that actually we're going to have a different narrator for the first few issues. Oh, oh, okay. Who's the next one? I don't know. (gasps) But it means we must be getting an Emma narrated. Oh, I'd love it if each issue is a different person from the Quiet Council. I would love that. It's great. I don't know how true that rumor is, but it is a rumor. But you know what? I want to believe it. I want to believe. But let's just go over really quick. Yes. Is now in the. So first of all, when it starts, this is the council. We have Autumn, which is Professor X, Magneto, and now Destiny, who took the place of Apocalypse. In summer, we have Nightcrawler, Storm, and Colossus, who took the place of Jean Grey. Yes. Uh, Winter is Mystique, Mr. Sinister, and Exodus. And spring is our Hellfire um, fandom, Emma Frost, Sebastian Shaw, and Kate Pride. Yes. And, uh, but now it opens with Magneto being like, I'm fucking out of here. Like, I'm now out, I'm old. I want to retire. And Emma's like, No, you just like got caught with your tail between your legs. So you're just like running for the hills, you little pussy. You're a coward. Emma's like, Good. I do think the one thing that they, no one ever mentions is I feel like Xavier should be like, hey, I know you're all pissed off about Moira, but like this heaven we're in, like it was her. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, yeah, she had right. ulterior motives and yes, we were all fucked. But like everything that we've done up to now, like, look, it's pretty fucking good. Oh, Charles Bobby, Xavier, Charles, because the reason he doesn't say this is because Charles Xavier cannot see past himself. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he can't give a woman credit for anything. Nothing. Yeah. But also, I love the fact that um, Sinister, we find out Sinister is like just is cloning Cyclops eyeballs and putting them in things. So great that Sinister says, why clone the person where you can just clone the mutant power? Like the the fact that these powers are attached to people is so very annoying. So this is a gun that shoots out eyeballs from Scott Summers. (laughs) I initially did it just because it made me giggle. Yeah. It's so, so great. I want to point out that Kieran Gillen is the one that redefined Sinister. He yeah. gave us fun Victorian he era foppy. He made him gay. And I'm going to so. tell you this. People are now complaining. Like, I will tell you this. I love the gay Disney villains. I love me some gay Captain Hook. I love me some Jafar. I love oh, me sure. some Scar. I love me some Ursula. That was a drag queen. And people now are like, oh, why does the gay guy have to be evil? You want to know why? Oh, Maleficent, another drag queen. You want to know why the gay guy has to be evil? Because it's fucking fun. Yes. A gay bad guy who's just like, it's the same thing of like Emma. When Emma, which is not necessarily a bad guy, but the moment I Emma became my favorite character. Let's see. Okay, here, I'm going to throw this up to you. Do you know the moment? What's the moment, Emma? The moment in a comic that Emma became my favorite character. Oh, what's what's yours? Yeah. Like when do you think yours? When do you think I decided? Oh, Emma is now my favorite character. I think it's definitely E is for Extinction. Yeah. What? Okay. Good. What moment? It's um. 
I didn't come back for you. I came back for my bag. It's Louis Vuitton. You know Vuitton. me so well. You know me so well, Brad. That's it. And I'm telling you, the only people that would do that is Emma Frost and Mr. Sinister. Thank you. <laughs> and that's why they're so awesome. Mr. Sinister would be like, I was going to destroy you all, but I forgot my cape. You know what I mean? Like, I Yeah. No, evil is fabulous. Yes. Evil is about being fabulous because I mean, it's selfish. Jeff, so I love, I want some more evil. Yes, yes, yes. No, no good person is fabulous. And I will say this. How does Sinister know everything? Destiny said in the beginning of this issue, I think you and I need to be on the same side. So she's probably been telling him a lot. But do you think a lot of the secrets that he knows is desperate? He knew stuff from the Sinister bo- the Sinister Lounge or whatever, even before Destiny was resurrected. And Where is I'm he so getting sorry. all the secrets? I'm so sorry. He unveils it. He tells you at the end. It's not destiny. Oh, oh, is that the the, the reveal at the end is how he's getting all the information? Yes. Okay, hold up. We'll well, let's say that to the end because I will tell you this. I cannot she's wrap basically, my head around it. I can't. Wrap she's my head basically. It. So let's just reveal the ending. Okay. He's cloned Moira McTaggart, so he has the power to reset the timeline using his clones. Evidently, he's done it. Because what he says is she's basically a carrier pigeon backwards through time, download stuff in her head, kill her, send her back, have her have an earlier version of him download the information from her head because she retains knowledge. But here's the thing is I thought that these are completely separate timelines. And I guess if you're doing it that way, it's not a separate timeline. It's literally the same timeline being scrubbed and reworked. Yeah, it's just like the same timeline over and so over. So he's like killing her. Because I always felt if she dies, the whole timeline ends and starts over from scratch. So I was like, how does he get... I was just confused of like, then how does he no, get cause the No, because it, it starts from the moment of her birth. So it starts from the moment of her creating him. I mean, of him creating her. Which is like yesterday. So when he creates her, he starts the timeline over? I See, think I'm when so she confused. dies... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm confusing myself. I just contradicted I know, what you're, I said. <laughs> I just find it very confusing because usually I <laughs> thought is. when she dies, everything goes away and it starts from scratch. And he's saying, no, I have a way to have everything downloaded back in my head. So the thing that I'm interested in is how does the timeline start over with her and she doesn't know that this is happening, that Sinister is killing her over and over and over again. So here's what he, he says, kill the clone. He says the problem problem there is we have but one earth you cannot treat life as an experiment as one cannot repeat it or so i thought imagine and then he explains moira's powers now consider this take this individual clone them activate their x gene as time progresses upload whatever you want into that clone's brain when you grow bored of the timeline kill that clone and then your earlier self can download whatever your future self has uploaded into your clone at the later point so Carrier pigeon backwards through time. But but the time it but it doesn't seem like the timeline is really changing. He's only getting the information. Yeah, I think I need the, to see this in action. I need to see He's repeating the same timeline over and over. Okay, and that's what it seems like. He's repeating it and just making these minute changes, but I still need to see it in action because I'm not getting it. 
I love it and I think it's fascinating and it's great, but I'm still like, I don't get how this works. Yeah. But also, I think a lot of it is Destiny telling him too. Like, I, I just, no, I guess him knowing how the vote was going to go is him doing the Moira thing. And then Destiny kind of catching on to it and her changing her vote. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is he was saying because he needs... Okay, so in the end, Magneto quits, so they need to add a new member. And so, of course, uh, Exodus, who's like, you know, the crazy... crazy Religious. Although, speaking of religious, he just casually says that Jesus was a mutant. Love that they just threw that nugget in there. And you're like, okay, shitballs. He's like, the Nazarene mutant, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, the Nazarene mutant? Whoa, we just... With who could raise the dead and turn water Karen into Karen Gillan. Okay. I know, right? But that's like the other you. thing is, according to the Scarlet Witch, you can raise any mutant from whenever. Does that mean there's going to be a Jesus? Do you know the blasphemy? Do you know how much oh, I would love? Oh, if Jesus but, was on the <laughs> Tell me that Jesus on a team and his powers where he was a healer and he could turn water into wine. So he's just constantly drunk. Oh, oh my God. And they just, anybody went by Jesus. His name was Jesus. He is constantly drinking. He's super nice. Yeah. Super nice. Like, so nice to people. Like, it's inspiring. Yeah. I, not what would since his, what would they his tried to make. Name be? What would Jesus' X Man name be? Crucifix. Crucifix. <laughs> the Crucifixer. The Crucifixer. Ah, that's horrifying. I love it. I love it. Not since, like, they tried to put Princess Diana on X-Force, X-Statics. <laughs> and that was, like, controversial. They were like, our newest member, Princess Diana. Oh, my God. Marvel was like, nope. But anyway, Exodus brings in hope because he's like, you're a messiah. So I want you because you help my little religiosity power dynamic. And he convinces Hope to to try and buy for the team, basically being like, hey, the five, you're kind of doing stuff and telling what the five to do. And kind of actually, we run Krakoa because we're what make you immortal. And so we need to be on, we need to be on the council because we right. don't want to listen to you. We need to have we a need, voice. We should have a say. Like, she's basically like, unionize. Exactly. And I love it. The five is unionized. We love it. But it's happening all over New York right now. Along also comes Celine, who is like- <gasps> Celine with her brooch. Her necklace, my god. Yeah, and she's just like, hey bitches, but I have magic. So don't she's you like, wanna use nobody magic? Don't you wanna magic it up in the government? Yeah. And um and in the end, oh, it's also find it interesting, these people that have been like approaching that they're interested. We see Angel is interested, Monet is interested, Gorgon, I guess, is interested, although he's like not really Gorgon anymore. Um, Vulcan is interested. Abigail Brand is like, oh, I'd like to be on the council. And I'm like, no, mm, no, 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 no. Bitch. Bitch, I bet you would. And then Hank wants to be on the council, of course. Nope. And then Sinister throws in a whole entire thing about, oh, they've, uh, where was it Kitty the one saying that she doesn't trust them anymore? That she doesn't trust Hank anymore? Oh, there was that whole thing. And she's just like, oh, here it is. I can barely tell him and her apart. Talking about Beast and Abigail Brand. Yes. I can't help but think if we selected either, um, the one we didn't pick would assassinate the other. 
was that a bad breakup or does anyone know? And since just like, I do. <laughs> and so I he think everything. he knows that Abigail is a traitor. And I love how he's just like, oh, whatever. Okay, cool. Oh, that's not the only thing he knows. Oh, yeah. He knows Colossus is a traitor. He's got Colossus's number too. Yeah. And he's not saying shit. He knows shit. Colossus is brainwashed. He's not saying shit. He's playing. He's like Miss Willow Pill. He is playing his cards so close to the yes. vest. And also, I can tell you this, Destiny clearly knows all of this shit, too. All and of it. For everything just, that yes. Sinister knows, Destiny is like that plus one. Yeah. And Celine is basically like, I know magic, and you know, you might think I'm evil, but you had fucking Apocalypse, and I'm here to replace... Like, you had Apocalypse, you don't have any... Destiny's not replacing Apocalypse. You need me to replace Apocalypse. And then she's just like, because you actually... Apocalypse actually murdered all the other externals besides me. Right. So you right. kind of owe me. And in the end, it was like, Hope Summers was like, we're going to stop resurrecting people if you don't... Uh, put me on the council. And in the end, when they did a vote, um, I love where, where, although when she's just like, I did Genosha, remember Genosha? And Kitty Pride is like, that was zombies. That's zombies. It doesn't count. It's different. It's totally different. <laughs> but I'm telling you, as, Emma... I'm, as I'm reading this, though, this is like, like sinister making his comments, Kitty Pride being like, what the fuck is going on? Emma being like, fuck all yes. of this. I am living for all of this. I'm I don't need another battle. I don't need another fucking battle. No. I just want this. This is what I've wanted. I the just whole need time. this conference room table for years. Yes. Yes. I love that Emma does not say shit during the whole Celine thing. Yeah. She's just like looking. Yeah, and so then I love how, but Destiny fucks with Sinister and makes him have to change his vote. Oh, yeah. She fucks with Sinister. She changes her vote. The other, like, wild card thing, speaking of Celine, is that she's not bluffing. She actually attacks. And Sinister is like, what the fuck? That's yeah. not supposed to happen. And that's where it's because he has probably lived through this a few times. Yes. But that's the thing. If there's anyone that can has that can smell a Moira reset life, it's fucking destiny. Hell yes. And, and the interesting yeah, she, thing she's is, tethered. you know, it's like, yeah, it's like the butterfly effect. I bet you anything, the small change of him voting yes and destiny voting no could have then affected Selene attacking this time and not. It's always those little things change. It's little chaos theory things, little, you know, water droplets going down your hand type stuff. I, I'm sorry. I'm super clear right now. When I said I contradicted myself earlier about the Moira sinister stuff, I don't think I did because when I thought of an earlier sinister gets the information, I like at the time I thought it meant, sinister from like years maybe even centuries ago no it's sinister from a few days ago yeah. so yeah yeah he's he's just repeating these days over and over but then poor moira is just being like this is one thing where you're like poor moira is now trapped in these things being murdered and birthed and murdered and birthed over and over again yes and it's kind of like um I don't know, maybe she is right about the mutants. Like, if I were yeah. Moira, I'd be like, yeah, it's time to fucking kill all of you. And I'm wondering if the leftover Moira, who's now um, just robot Moira, I wonder if there would be any... I feel like there has to be some kind of connection. I do think this is going to lead back to a Moira with her powers back and with the robot powers 
just being a very oh, crazy. girl. I think that's she's going to be like the next uh, what onslaught. Where because well, I terrified. think because I think the one thing if you keep resurrecting over and over and over again, even though it's not being resurrected by the five, I think she's going to start learning. Oh, I can use my powers where I can actually fast forward through time, maybe. And I can just do what Sinister's oh doing. God. Like, I can do what Sinister's doing. And she would Moira, become almost unstoppable. Moira, clone or no clone, is dangerous. Now there are six of them. Yeah. <laughs> There's five of them, whatever. Um, this is a dangerous game we're playing. One other thing we need to talk about is there's new Immortal Sinister Secrets. <gasps> yes! Have you but they were kind of easy. Did you look these up to see? Some of them were either easy or like totally, I'm like, I have no idea. Or like they were like written to like, like number 11, oh no. <laughs> okay, yeah. thanks but for the But there's also which blue mutant is going to see red. It could be Beast or Mystique. I actually think it's going to be, it could be Nightcrawler. Or Nightcrawler. Um, yeah, I mean. That's the thing I think it might be. be, the first thing I thought was, uh, whatever way, um, Knights of X. No, not Knights of X. Um, what's what's the new Way of X book called again? Legion, Legion of X. No, or Legion Le- of X. Yeah. Um, I, 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 my brain went to like Sidorak, Juggernaut, Red, because I know Juggernaut's going to be on that team. Um, but if we want to go through them, yeah, one let's by go one. through them really quick. There's the scandal: which certain young lady is keeping private company with Mister Sinister? Moira. So that is. Oh, okay. So that is. I guess young lady made it seem like even like younger, but I guess okay. Yeah, Moira. but she's a few days old. <laughs> oh, I guess you're right. You're right. Okay. Um, does the fiery newcomer think that the Quiet Council means one must use silencers on all of your automatic weapons? Is that hope? Yeah. Okay. Writer's block is a terrible thing. Rejoice. The muse is going to strike. Someone who hasn't written a major work for over a hundred years. Destiny's Diaries, baby. Destiny's Diaries. Oh, right, right. Oh, shit. She's going to basically just start writing like... Can you imagine she just hands it like Destiny's just walking down Krakoa and you're like, hey, Irene. And then she's like, here's a note. And it's just like, you're going to break your arm tomorrow. (laughs) Here's a note. You're never going to get good fashion. Oh, are you writing in your diary? You're going to die up there. Ah. The dress code this year at the gala is huge diplomatic egg on your face. The Uh-oh. queen is most miffed, but at least she gets to get her revenge on a certain council member. So it seems like Emma's going to be humiliated in some way at the Hellfire Gala, but she is will get like her the revenge newest, on... the newest one coming? Yeah, the new one that's coming up. And the other thing that's officially been established is all of this, Krakoa has been around for a year. That's another thing that's right. been established in this comic. Yes. Yeah, and we'll get, at that gala, we'll get a new X-Men lineup. We'll get a new secret member, or yeah. final member. And then... Um, I wonder who yeah. the certain council member is who she's going to exact revenge upon. I mean, you know, immediate answer is Shaw. Or Xavier. Or Xavier. Hello. Or Sinister, remember? She's, or Sinister. She's been going after Sinister, too. But usually he would be more pissy if he was talking about himself in this. One thing, though, Sinister has a line about Kitty and Emma's friendship, um, oh, yeah, which is like worrisome. Very worrisome. That ethics will get in the way. Yeah, but I think, but that's the thing, is where I think this is where he doesn't, what he doesn't know about the two of them. Is that is why Kitty is there. 
she's supposed to get in the way. She's supposed to be the one to tell Emma, hey, yes, you're crossing hey. the line. Emma hey. wants her there for that. But the problem is, you off. is the more kitties with Emma, the further that line <laughs> keeps getting drawn. Mm-hmm. So I think it's not as big of a problem as Sinister thinks. I mean, it could right. be wrong. Kitty's probably like, listen, we're girls. We kiss sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's Judgment, judgment day. day. Let's hope we're not being judged for our spelling choices. It's a judgment, you <laughs> ruffians. Are they really spelling judgment that way? In the, in the I don't know, but, it, well, but both have always been acceptable. But um, I think that is Kieran Gillen being like, the preferred spelling is with an E, Marvel. I have never... Not spelled it with an E. I don't know how I spell it, truthfully. All right. An island nation is going to be destroyed. Maybe, but don't worry. It's not ours. Is that Arako? But is that? But they're on Mars now. It could be Madripoor? Genosha? Yeah. Yep. Could be. Could be. Where are the Eternals living these days? I. We need to catch up. Know. Oh, so first of all, we had a few people on Twitter be like, hey here's what's happening in the Eternals book. Cause you know, you were like miffed about mutants are going to be born from deviants. Now it's what's happening in the Eternals, which now that I think about it is also Karen Gillen. I think is it, um, is the Eternals are under uh, the Eternals who are now led by Thanos with Druig, I think also kind of whispering in his ear, they are expanding the definition of deviant. So they're now deciding that a mutant is a deviant. That's the way people have put it to me, is that they're deciding that mutants now fall under the deviant category. Oh, okay. I like that. I think that's cool. That I like. That's cool. All right. Shit, that's going to be cool. Thanos, because Thanos has never been an enemy of the X-Men, really. Let's do that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, Acting like being immortal is a new thing. Like, like being immortal is a new thing is very gauche. Some of us have been rocking the look for a while. And trust me, we have had all manners of adventures. And I like the idea. I mean, clearly, Irene was not immortal. She she got really old and died. She was like 90 or something, dropped dead. But now she's back yeah. as a young girl. So she's she's one of the first people that lived to be very, very old and then came back young and gets to start over. Yeah. She's kind of one of the first X-Men that. So it's kind of is like Wolverine. Um, uh, Mystique, Irene, and Sinister are kind of the ones right. that are like we know immortal. We know being immortal. I mean, Apocalypse and too, I, but he's not there. I bet. I bet Sinister and Irene have had have a history. Oh yeah, well they clearly do. I mean, that's the thing is we just we made fun of in the beginning. Irene whispers something into Sinister's ear and it kills him. What do you he think dies. that is? He what bleeds she out do? the face. I and that's have the no thing is, idea. is that a new power? Is that a, an extra power that she has? Or is it like a trigger word that works on Sinister, like a Sinister clone? That she you know? knows. Like, is there a failsafe? Yeah. Yeah. Although, but that's the other thing, is if he is a clone now, if his if his mutant clone is based off of James Proudstar? Yep. It wasn't back then, so wouldn't he look John. different back then? John Proudstar, wouldn't he look bif- different back then? Well, I think he's a little more slight. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that has fallen by the wayside. Sure. 
Okay, here's another one. Look on the bright side. The council member being white means Chamber. it's easy to see where you have to mop up the bloodstains. Is there murder on the chamber floor? Is there going to be a murdered or there's, is or is somebody going be, to be murdered in the is there violence on the Senate floor? I would I'm I'm here for that. Um can you imagine a fight breaking out between all of them? Ooh. Ooh. Um finally, someone who actually deserves it gets thrown in the pit. Good riddance. Who do you think that's gonna be? Beast. Oh, oh my god, I cannot wait. Eleven. Oh no. <laughs> that clearly is something where he gets caught. I think that's like Emma busts him. He gets caught oh, no. up in shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12, help, just help me. It stretches on endless and cold, infinity balloons, and a scream is too big for my head. This is a hell of my own making. Hell is other people. Hell is also me. Is that because he's the one that gets thrown in the pit? Maybe. Because look, he's like, finally, someone gets thrown in the pit. Oh, no. Help, help me. Doesn't that sound like sinister? Well, I actually... I do think that 11 through 13 And then, every, then he's like, the everything's fine. Yeah, 11 through 13 definitely read as the same thing. I don't know if I would include 10 in there. Maybe. Maybe. But like, Oh No feels more like the realization of something. Like, you're, to me, Oh No is like Act 1. Help Me is Act 2. Everything is fine is Act 3. Well, what do you think is 12, though? Um, I think it has to do with like his clones. Um... Or oh, it could be maybe Myra's information. He can't hold yeah, all of the timelines. It's either a Moira. It's either like the Moira thing is he bit off more than he can chew, or just what he's been doing to himself all these all this time is more than he can handle. We'll see. Yeah, but also if these people figure this, if they're if the also if the X Men are able to. Uh, stop this beast, Celine, and catch Celine. She's going in the pit because she just fucked up Krakoa. Oh, she sure did. And if a guy like fucking shot a rock and goes into the pit in the saber tooth comic, uh, mm-hmm. she's definitely gonna go. Yeah, yeah. But this is so crazy. Now I just realized, but like on the autumn Quine Council is Professor X, Hope, and Destiny. So what a, what an odd trio. And I usually hate Hope, but I like where she's being used. She's being used in a very good way. You know, I actually... So, I've been reading X-Men for a long time, and I know that it's en vogue to hate Xavier. I I wouldn't mind a secret relationship between Destiny and Xavier. I don't mean sexual. I Like, I, I kind of hope that Destiny and Xavier have got something going on. Like she's whispering in his ear too. Yeah. Like helping. I don't know. Yeah. Helping. All I know is this shit is good. This shit is good. So I'm happy with where things are going. I was very worried for a hot second. I am happy. I'm feeling relaxed. I'm ready to party. Yeah. Um. I think. I think we. I think we. We. We talked it out. Let's move on to the other big thing. Why don't we hit it? 
someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. Moon night, moon night. I want to kiss night. you under the moon night. Should we do a one, two, three? Yeah. All right. Whether we loved it or hated it. Okay. Okay, I'll do the one, two, three. One, two, three. I love it. it. I I love it. it. I'm not, and this is the only reason why I'm not saying loved is because of the comparison. We have Loki, we have Hawkeye, we have WandaVision. It's it's not it's not there yet for me. Oh, for me, it's but it's great. I really like it. I'm I'm liking it more than I liked Loki out of the gate. Okay. Yeah, but uh, Hawkeye—it's such a different thing. I know, but there is some. It, there is an issue which I don't know if it's going to be addressed, and people are saying it's on purpose. Oscar Isaac's bad British accent—is it just supposed to be fake? Because he's kind of like, why are uh, yeah, you talking with yeah. that accent? So I yeah, guess yeah, it's yeah, assuming it is. that he's not Mark- British and that this new personality Correct. is just doing a bad British accent. Yeah, Stephen okay. Grant is not. Yeah. Which yes. I hope that they need to address that because it was really like, oh my god, he's like, this is like, yeah, when the contact calls like him, Dick she's like, Van Dyke what is, and what is that Poppins. accent? Yeah, but it's like Dick Van Dyke. Oh, and Mary I thought Poppins. it was so cute though. I loved when he was like, hey mom, latest Gators. <laughs> I yeah. loved it. Uh, part of why I like this show is because to me, Oscar Isaac has never been cuter. Oh, he's. I mean, he's in my top, he's like top tier, God tier. Yeah. Like, I mean, not since like Inside the Well and Davis am I like, he's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but he's so cute. And it's part of it is the Stephen Grant persona. So we meet Stephen Grant, which us comic book fans know, or those of us who know a little thing or two about the Moon Knight, <laughs> know that that is a secondary persona. That's not what I've always considered the primary persona, Mark Spector. Yeah. Right. So this is, we met, we, we basically came in through the side door meeting this character, which I already love. Yeah. Well, it's good because he doesn't know what's going on. So we're take, that's the perfect way to explain something. It's the audience character, right? It's the audience. It's like, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I do love the way we still haven't seen, it wasn't until the very end, you got to see Moon Knight. Anytime Moon Knight, would come out. Um, and that's the thing. Is Moon Knight, because I do not know a lot about Moon Knight, is Moon Knight and Mark Spector separate personalities? Or is Mark Spector Moon... Like, what, what are the different personalities? Mark Spector guy... Mark Spector died basically in front of a giant statue of Kanshu, who is the voice in the head, yeah. who is the giant, wrapped, like big-beaked... Yeah, the big-beaked yeah. thing, yeah. Who is also Oscar-winning actor F. Murray Abraham, who oh, starred shit. in Inside okay. Llewellyn Davis with Oscar Isaac. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Kanshu is the one who bestowed the powers of the Moon Knight onto Mark Spector. And the idea is, from what I've surmised, Kanshu didn't count on Mark Spector not quite being all there. Yeah, you know, Mark Spector... Struggling with mental illness and having to, to contend with not just his mental illness, but now having these powers. But is, is what's his name? What did you say the, the god's name is? Khonshu. Is Khonshu, is he ever taking control or is it only Mark or Steve? 
Kanchu, I f- I'm not sure if Kanchu ever like takes control. I think Kanchu has always but been more of Moon a guy. But when it's Moon Knight dressed as Moon Knight, that's Mark Spector. I believe so. Yes, from okay. you know, from when I read West Coast Avengers as a kid and any Moon Knight stories I checked in with, like Mark is still Mark when he's Moon Knight. Yeah, and I'm also seeing very there's a especially when you're dealing with uh, DID. Um, yeah. Uh, as Legion also comes into play of a very yes. well done television show that deals with a similar thing. So that's another one where I'm like, right now this is still more fun. And so I, 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 I'm, I, I like it, but it, it just, it's also, I wish it was an hour. Then that's my complaint with all of these damn shows. It needs to be yeah. longer. There's too much happening. It, it definitely can be longer. There was, and I mean, this is also like mystery and horror. So like, it's going to, first episode is going to freak you out and make you be like, what the fuck is happening? What is this? It's the genre. And who's Ethan Hawke's character? Arthur Harrow, who I don't know much about. Um, But Arthur Harrow in the book evidently is a disciple of the god Amit, the Egyptian god who was part of the Aeneid, the nine Egyptian gods, which I'd imagine Kanshi was also a part of. Yeah. Um, I did get hints of Legion in one of the opening sequences when Mark was trying, I'm sorry, Stephen was trying to stay awake and he was throwing the Rubik's Cube up in the air and you heard the recording over and over. Yeah. Solve a puzzle. Read a book. Yeah. That kind of eerie sweetness that's trying to like control the mental illness, very Legion. Yeah. If you notice in a scene where he wakes up and pops out of bed, the Rubik's cube is solved, yeah. which to me means like Mark woke up, solved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there is a third persona in the comics, Jake, the taxi cab driver. Love it. Uh, there's a, a lot of shots of seeing three different reflections of Steven yes. when he's looking in a mirror to hint at the three, you know, it's interesting in the comics, Steven Grant is a billionaire. Um, he's a Bruce Wayne, but they changed that for the show. Well, also, but uh, if you're a secondary personality, how do you become a billionaire? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, and I think the thing would just be too Batman-y if we had a yeah. billionaire as one of them. Okay. But now I want to know, according to the comics, how does Moon Knight powers work? It, Cause I, it always says like he has the true power during the full moon. Is he only a power he, during his, the full he's moon at, or is no, he his strongest? His, he's at his strongest at a full moon. Okay. But Got he has it. power. He has powers all the time. Yes. Okay. But it's, it's strength. It's agility. It's his weapons. He's got onks and scarabs and he's very Batman. <laughs> he's just very Batman. Yeah. He wears strong. white because he wants people to know he's coming. I was right. like that about Moon Knight. Um, but going back to that Rubik's Cube scene, is it? No, no, no. It is. What happens right before he wakes up with the broken jaw that fixes itself? Oh. In that foreign land. Because I want to get to that foreign land. What happens what before happens. you mean when he's still trying to not fall asleep? Yes. No, and when he wakes up remember. suddenly. Oh, I don't remember, but something oh. happens. And then he, he like, maybe he's trying to fall asleep and he wakes up and he's in that place yeah. with the hills and the castle that looked very Bavarian. I was in Chicago and I was watching it with my friend Steve. And 
when I saw that whole land, it just came out of my face. I said, is that Latveria? And my friend Steve sure did stand up and scream and go, I think it is. But you can't have Doom ever be in Moon Knight because their outfits are too similar. That's true. <laughs> That's true. They'd be like, I wanted to wear that. I wanted a squared topped cape, like hooded cape. <laughs> there is... Um, there is a box in the cupcake truck. By the way, loved, loved, loved the action sequence, the car chase, the cupcake truck. Everything from him passing out, waking back up, and he's killed a bunch of people. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. So good. Him shoving the cupcake in the guy's face, which is so comical. There is a panel, like a like a something on the seat behind him on the wall. And it says Von something. I think it might say Von Doom Industries. In the cupcake truck? Yeah. So between that and the place looking highly Bavarian, I'm guessing that was Latveria. That's cool. That is very cool. So we've got a Fantastic Four tie. Well, I mean, I mean, once Doctor Strange comes out, all bets are off. That's where they're like, they're going to... Because it looks like, I think Doctor Strange is going to have, have, at least in the multiverse some semblance of a fantastic four and x-men so time i've to start, heard that we're time to start yeah. bringing it all out i've heard that we're getting alba i've heard that we're getting ian drummond what's his name the guy that played reed yeah love it love it all but yeah i mean you know so moon knight is it's basically this story of stephen grant fish out of water not knowing what's going on he's um surrounded by arthur harrow and his cult in the museum he works in and is chased by a jackal. Again, very kind of like Egyptian aesthetic, Egyptian lore, mythology. Um, and when he's attacked by the jackal, it's when he sees Mark Spector, his other self, in the mirror. Mark asks, let me take over. And then we see our first Moon Knight. Beats the shit out of that jackal. Really beats yeah. the shit out of it. Yeah. Turn me on I think bit. that the the guy who works at the desk at the museum the security guy i think that's somebody i think he's undercover hmm. well we already saw when, there's other people working there that are undercover so yeah i think he's undercover in a different like not a the good, cult a, yeah, i think oh, he's like he's a, like yeah i think he's a like, cop or something. or something yeah yeah i think so because as soon as steven was like hey there's something happening what's going like he got a call from his mother he's like oh can't talk it's my mom hey mom you know and it's like oh, no you didn't come on yeah. So very interested. I like it. It's keeping my interest. It's funny. It's marvelly. It's good. It's good. And Oscar Isaac's butt when he was Moon Knight, there was a, like he was bent over and his ass cheeks just popped like out of that cape. Yeah. Like that cape just hug hugged his two cakes. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if that is Oscar Isaac in there, but whoever you is you got some cakes. Yeah. Uh, they came busting out of that cape. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. <laughs> Is it my birthday? <laughs> Woo, it's going to be my birthday. my birthday. Oh, that's right. Like my Thursday, right? Three days, yeah. Girl. I'm old. I know the feeling. People are always like, oh my God, what are you going to do? And I'm like, when you're this age, you really don't. 
you're not you really don't care <laughs> no my my last hurrah was my 40th birthday party where i had all of my friends at my apartment i set up like all this cute stuff around the apartment for like little activities for people to do and stuff and we got so drunk and by the end of the night i was on my living room floor we moved all the furniture to the sides of the room i was on the, my living room floor doing lines of cocaine off of my hardwood floor while like a circle of my immediate friends surrounded me and was like isn't he cute he's 40 let him do it let him go because he's and gonna feel like shit it. for two weeks afterwards <laughs> <laughs> right i still i haven't recovered <laughs> yeah my dad contacted me he's like what do you want for your birthday i'm like nothing i don't just if leave I, me alone I, well well it's also like I'm at that point in my life when I want something, I immediately buy it. You just buy it. <laughs> I just, just buy it. Yeah, I'm just like, give me a house. That's something. <laughs> right. Give me a down payment for a house. <laughs> right. Tell me you never wanted a straight son. Oh God. Well, that's a whole. That's a whole other ball of wax. My that's dad, a whole my, other. My dad episode. was in the army, so that was always that was fun. Yeah, well, he's seen some butt fucking. That's what that means. God. No, I will say this. He took me to the army base swimming pool when mm-hmm. I was six years old. Boner. Six years old in the locker room with naked 20 something muscled out. I mean, for, like literally like, like over a hundred. That's what made you gay. And Mine I just remembered mother- being like, and he's like, let's go into the pool. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm just going to chill out here. I just, yeah. like, and then every night I just thought. And I remember the first thing I would think of, like, they, I want to get a job as be, and this is like, it's six. I was like, I want to be like a massage therapist. Yeah. Why do I want to be that? Where I yeah. just get to rub, rub their bodies. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fun. That's a fun game. Oh. <sighs> That is the the locker room incident made you gay. Mine was when my mom took me to a share concert when I was twelve. Oh my god! And you got gang banged in the bathroom. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I got gang banged by a, a share impersonator. By, oh god, that would fuck <laughs> you up. It and made like, me gay. Uh, that's the way I am now. You're like, uh oh. When well, did you first know you were gay? Um, when I got fucked by that share in person, that drag impersonator. And then you're like, oh, I don't know why I can't get a second date. And he's like, maybe stop telling that story. <laughs> All right. We did it, everybody. We did it. And we're going to do it again. What fun. Next week, we're going to hopefully talk about a movie, talk about more Moon Knight, talk about more X-Men. Um, do you ever want to talk about that Severance show that you and I are watching? Let's 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 save that for let's next week. Let's get deeper. Week. We'll get deeper. I'm in only it, yeah. a couple of episodes in, but if you're not watching Me Severance, too. start watching it because please it's, watch it. It's pretty fucking it's, good. It's really good. Yeah, it's fun shit. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right, everyone. Thank you so so much. If you're thinking about boys in locker rooms and you read comics, <laughs> I have some news for you. There is a direct correlation between those two things. Because if you read comics, well, then that makes you a queer. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>